Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Football Frenzy. What's up and welcome inside the Fantasy Football Frenzy Weekend Edition right here on FNTSY Radio. Corey Parson, the fantasy executive, along with my main man, George Kurtz, over the course of the next couple hours, get you up to date on all the news coming out of the NFL as the players are on the field, preseason games have begun, and the things that go around preseason games have begun. Also, George Kurtz, how you doing, buddy? Corey, I'm doing well. Uh, I'm getting, you know, I know we so uh, we love football. We love it all year round, but, you know, you're getting, I'm getting more and more excited about it. You know, all morning I'm doing the... Uh, the weekend morning show with Kevin Walsh. I'm going to have the NFL Network on. I'm watching Carolina Buffalo. There was a game on before. I think the Jets are coming on now. I know it's the Jets, but I'm still excited to see little Sam Donald. No doubt about it. Um, <clears throat> and I want to start here, George, because me and you both were excited to see Washington running back Darius Geis. And we got a chance to see him. And we've been hearing <laughs> nothing but good things out of practice. Nothing but good things, rave reviews. Looked good in a few carries he had the other night, George. But now we won't get to see him again until 2019 because he tore his ACL. And that was our guy, George. You know, Corey, do you remember the two players I said I had on most of my teams I had drafted so far? I know one of them was Darius Geis. Yeah. The other one the other was T.Y. Hilton. T.Y. Hilton, that's right. Yeah. So, uh... You know, hearing about the injury, I didn't see the, uh, I wasn't watching the game. I was watching, I guess, baseball Thursday night. Whatever. Uh, you know, seeing it on Twitter. And, you know, you try, oh, guy says he's going to be okay. And even I know, I'm like, oh, you, know, you can't go by this. He's going to have an MRI tomorrow. I tore my ACL. I felt fine that night, too. You know, it's the next day when you really have problems. And you're like, I'm just, I'm just praying. I, I think I put it on Twitter. It's going to be a very restless night, night sleep for me. Uh, because uh, actually, for all Darius Geis owners, because we're waiting for the MRI results, and I wasn't surprised. You know, it, it, it's a shame because you know, we're Cowboy fans. Oh, yay, Washington got hurt. You know, but I want to see players play. Exactly. And for my fantasy teams, which I and I care more about my fantasy teams than I do the Cowboys. Fantasy teams pay money for me. Uh, the Cowboys do not. They take uh, money from you. Yeah, <laughs> they actually do. They cost me cash. Uh, yeah, it was uh, disappointing to say the least that Geis is now gone until 2019. Geis gone until 2019. I already got him in a league that I got a pretty good, decent amount of stakes on. So I'm upset about that, George. But now the question is, who do we go to and to fill that spot, to fill that role? Is it Sam Pirine, who was decent at times last year, Oh, we're going to dust off Rob Kelly, Mr. August, again. Well, I mean, the reports were before the guy sent you that P. Ryan may not make the team. Yeah. You know, how true those were, we don't know. But uh, those were the reports. So, by that alone. A, he's got a pretty good chance to make the team now. I like his chances, yeah. I, I think he's going to make the team. Uh, I, I, I would say Rob Kelly. I don't know how much I believe uh, Gruden, by the way, Jay Gruden, when he said that, you know, oh, listen, we like the running backs we have on the team, but, uh, you know, we drafted Darius Geis because he was the best best player available. I think that's bull crap. Yeah, I think, uh, right, certainly bull. But I wonder this. Do they bring somebody in? You know, Alfred Morris, former Redskin, former Cowboys, they're still out there. You know, DeMarco Murray. I think at the very least, you have to be dialing those digits and find out DeMarco Murray is interested in coming in. You know, so I wonder, they have to bring somebody in. I mean, you're down a running back here. I don't think you want to go into this season with Rob Kelly and uh, Samaje Pirine. I think this hurts the whole team. I think I've said I it over too. and over again. I, I do, too. I thought Geis was the key to this team, right? Key to Alex Smith. He needs a strong running game. Doesn't have it now. Now more is on his shoulders. Uh, I think this really uh, crushes Washington. 
Yeah, I think it's a big injury. I know they're going to say next man up, and that's the way that, you know, you should carry it and stuff like that. But, you know, what I will say to this is I agree with you. I think it really hurts that team. I think Alex Smith is going to – I think the entire offense can struggle because of this, and I think it would be the right thing to do for them to give DeMarco Murray a call. Maybe they go the trade route, obviously. That could be a way to go, too. But, you know, you got Chris Thompson, the third down back, who is probably the short thing for fantasy. He's still a little bit banged up. But other than that, now you're off this Redskin uh, offense altogether. Not all together, but you definitely out of that run- that running game is not as appealing anymore. No, uh, I mean, listen, if Kelly's there late, assuming when I do my next draft, I think my next draft is next weekend. If Kelly's there late, sure. Any running back with a pulse has some value there. And if he's still a starter, he has value. But uh, I'm not going to be loving this by any means. I do think they have to bring somebody else in. Uh, and once again, I won't love that person either. Uh, it's a huge loss. If I had to draft any uh, Redskins uh, Redsk running back right now, you said it. It would be Chris Thompson for me. Even though I hate the fact that he said he won't be healthy. He doesn't feel that he'll be completely healthy till November. But I think that's more player worried about the injury. I think he because uh, reports were he looked good in camp before he said that. So kind of strange. Yeah, but uh, he, he may be the only running back I trust. He had a real nasty injury, but it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out right there. So that's one of the big stories to come out this week of uh, some of those games because a lot of these running backs did look good, and of course the one that. You know, we all were waiting to see Saquon Barkley. He he touches the football, bounces it inside, cuts it outside. I couldn't believe the speed to see it on, on the NFL feed and see how still amazingly quick he is. Solid runner. So I must say I was very impressed with what I've seen with Saquon Barkley. And now we're starting to see him easily go inside the top five of drafts. Yeah, not shocked at all. I have uh, only have one chair of Barkley. It was in a standard league, not a PPR league, a standard league, and I had the fifth overall pick. It went like you think uh, you, th- you think it would go, and I took Barkley at five there. Uh, I do wonder this. Now that this Darius Geis injury, have we seen the last of Barkley and all these other running backs until week I, one? Before the Darius Geis injury, I don't think you was going to see Barkley till week one. I mean, after this, I, I, I thought they gave you this, and I, and I, and I, then you're not going to see these players till week one. I, I wouldn't. I mean, if I'm the Elliot, coach. Um, Elliot, no, Elliot, Elliot, no. You bubble. He may play in the, the, the – he may – I could see him getting a drive or two in the, in the, in the dress rehearsal game. No, no. no? I, I mean, uh, listen, if, if I'm an Elliot owner and as a Cowboy fan, no, no, please. He, he has nothing to prove. Uh, the, for the Cowboys, he's their only offense. So if he goes down, listen, it, it's it's over. It's done. So, no, no please, just uh, put him in a bubble, plastic bubble, let him play during practice. And even during practice, you better take it easy with the with, with <laughs> I don't know, right? Uh, I, don't, I, don't wanna, I don't need to see him the next couple yeah, of weeks. I don't need to see him in August. Exactly. You know, We know that he knows how to run the football. Exactly. There's, there's yes. no reason. I mean, Jason Garrett, be, he's going to get crucified anyway, but he'd be crushed. And he plays Elliott and something happens. I don't care if it's a one-week injury, he'd be crushed. Yeah, I agree So, uh, no, that. no, please, please, Not, no. Won't see that happen. Um, Cincinnati and Chicago, two of the teams that had some action this weekend. And uh, Joe Mixon caught a touchdown pass. And a lot of people are saying, you know, you see Joe Mixon catch a 24-yard touchdown. He was split out. Maybe Marvin Lewis is advancing, and these are some of the new ways that he can use Joe Mixon, who definitely looked like he has his backfield to himself. And I'm like, interesting. I don't really see the ADP jumping because of that one play, but I do think we see a, a situation where Joe Mixon is, you know, going to be viable for fantasy, going to be in that RB1, RB2 conversation. But I'm, I'm just not that sold on him. I think you put it perfectly. It's interesting. Hey, quarter pass. How oh, nice. Uh, not, not something, you're not drafting him to do that. That's going to be Gio Bernard's role. That being said, I kind of like Joe Mixon this year. But you said running back one, running back two conversation. Well, I, I can't go any higher than that. I think he's squarely in running back two, but not low end running back to a minute. I think he could be a high end running back two by season's end here. I don't know what Marvin Lewis was thinking last year when he kept starting Jeremy Hill over him. He you know, Corey, I sort of get. <laughs> I, but I, I sort of get you want to pay deference to the the veteran fine you want to give him a week one start and then go to the rookie fine I, I get that but to do it over and over and over again I thought was just stupid you know you were sort of uh, you know cutting off your nose uh, spot, what is spiting your face cutting off your nose whatever that saying goes and I didn't like that at all and I, I think this year he figures it out it's, it's Mixon and Bernard you know the only two you got to worry about here I, I, I'd be higher on Mixon though if I believed in that Cincinnati offensive line which I don't. I think that's the problem with me, too. I don't believe in the O-line. I don't believe in the quarterback. 
so it make it make it makes it a little bit difficult to invest in that offense. Um, so I like to mix and play. I want him to keep making plays. To be honest with you, and keep moving up draft boards because I'm not really in on him. Uh I'm into it a certain degree. Okay. I mean, uh, I'm not going to reach for him. That's it. If his value is there, he's there in round four. I need a running back. Fine. I'm not taking him in round three. Certainly not taking him any earlier than that. So I doubt I'll have that many shares. Uh, keep in mind, though, I bid it with him in a couple of leagues last year because I uh, I wanted to believe last year he kept being available. I think in round three, round four, I grabbed him. Didn't work out for me. So uh, maybe it's just Marvin Lewis screwing with me again. Now, the Giant and Brown game, of course, you had the big Saquon run. A lot of people were very impressed with Baker Mayfield, Tyrod Taylor, and the Browns, uh, some of the Browns pieces on offense, too. David Njoku scores two touchdowns. A week ago, I was saying I did not want to go into a season with my week one tight end being David Njoku. Like, more or less saying I didn't want him to be, I wasn't going to draft him to be. If I draft Njoku, I was going to stream him. After this two-touchdown performance, I know it's only the preseason, but I'm like, hmm, interesting. Can you go into a 12-team redraft with David Njoku as your starter? Well, someone might have to because it's tough to name 12 better tight ends over him. Okay. I mean, uh, that, that's, that's the issue there. Uh, now, Njoku, coming into the game, had you know, a problem we always hate, can't catch the ball. He's dropping a lot of passes in practice. Maybe that's over now, and he's gotten past that, but... Let's say uh, you don't want to do that. I mean, George Kittle is one guy that's uh, generally going after him, but just separated his shoulder. They say he'll be ready for week one, but I certainly can't trust him right now. I wouldn't take Kittle. Are you taking Tyler Eifert over him? You might, you, if you want to have a, um, a zero, if you want to have a zero, <laughs> you want to have a zero every week, you take Tyler Eifert over him. So then we got to find a tight end then. Charles Clay, Cameron Brait, Safarian Jenkins, Watson, Ebron. These are all guys below him on a, a list I'm looking at here. Ricky Seals-Jones, Hooper, Howard, Gesicki, Hurst. That's why Njoku's going to have to be someone's tight end. Because I think he uh, – it's, it's, in my mind, it came down to Njoku or Kittle for that number 12 right. spot. So that last it, tight end one. So you, you, it's, a, it's a position that, you, in essence, you would try to stream it if you had Njoku, right? Would I try – I mean <sighs> – would I try to stream? I'm sure there'd be weeks I wouldn't want to start him. I do have some belief in Njoku. Okay. Uh, that I think he could be good because I thought he was a sleeper at one. He's not a sleeper anymore. No. Too many of people are not. talking about him, either negatively or positively. Uh, but if I did, I think he'd start for me more often than not. I don't like now when you say stream. If I'm just picking someone off the waiver wire, fine. But I don't like having a backup tight end on my roster. So you, so you are comfortable in Njoku as your guy. Comfortable is a strong word, <laughs> uh, and maybe where hey, that's just the way things worked out. And I like since I don't like to have the backup tight end on my roster, you know, I'm gonna, something I'm gonna have to live with. Maybe uh, closer to the truth. Okay, understood. Understood with that. Um, Nick Chubb did not get off to a good start, and I think that he's already gone. You know, pretty low end drafts. Well, in that seventh, eighth round range, I could see him dropping because. A lot of the a lot of the narrative on him has been pretty bad, but I think he's a good player, and I think it'd be a mistake to let him fall too far. I agree with everything you said. Uh, I'm not going to have many shares of him because I don't like playing the game here. Chubb Hyde, Chubb Hyde, which week? I mean, uh, if you ha- if you have both, I still don't know which one to start here. I want, it's the same situation with Washington, even though I think these backs are better. Chubb and Hyde better than Washington, but the back I'm liable to own there because I know what his role is is Duke Johnson. Yeah, and I can I can agree with you on that one. The third down back, Duke Johnson, will definitely be in the mix. I don't know. I think Chubb is too good of a talent to just. So, but now I like the fact that his 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 uh, stock is getting um lower. The kid Anthony Antonio Callaway, who's all a rave this week because of his on the field and off the field, he had three catches for 87 yards and a touchdown. The talent is real on the young man, George, but. He could be facing a suspension, and he could have Des Bryant coming into that slot to come to join him in that receiver room also. Yeah, you got to think the suspension is coming at some point. I know Cleveland said they believed him. How nice of you uh, that it, w- it wasn't his marijuana, but uh, I don't think Roger Dell is going to care about that. Something's going to happen there. I don't think it'll be a long suspension, game two. Yeah. Uh, but De- Des Bryant's probably a bigger concern because if Bryant's there and Josh Gordon comes back, you already got Jarvis Landry. Where are his targets? Where are Callaway's targets? I don't see them. Yeah. Best ball play, late round flyer, what do you think? 
I have no problem with that. Callaway's a good talent. He fell during the draft because of, well, some issues he has. And a which lot came of up again. I think the, yeah. Right. The talent is there. The man man can play. You know, he can absolutely play. So, yeah, best ball. I, I actually like him quite a bit. All right. There you go right there. Antonio Callaway, that's the Cleveland Browns situation. Um, Like I said, not worried too much about Chubb. I think we don't see no more Barkley on the Giants' side. Or Sterling Shepard, he caught both of his targets. Um, So you'd really like to see that. Wayne Simmons. I mean, excuse me, Wayne Gallman looks like he's going to be the backup to um to Saquon Barkley. You know, hopefully he doesn't. I don't think he'll be getting that much work. Jonathan Stewart also, uh, in the mix also. But I think I think um Bundy. And I said Bundy. That's the other kid, Marquise Bundy. I'm talking about Wayne Gallman though. I think he'll be the primary backup because I think he can give you a little bit more out the backfield than Stewart can at this point of his career. So. He had a couple of games that were on the docket this week. We also got some more that we want to get to. want to discuss the situation in Buffalo. They took on the Panthers uh, in, in, you know, on the other night in the preseason game. Um, you had some fireworks before the game with Cam Newton and Kelvin Benjamin. I'll get George's opinion on that. And also when we come back, look at these box scores a little bit and break down. This Carolina Panther rookie is going to start rising up in draft boards, let you know who he is. It is the Fantasy Football Frenzy Weekend Edition right here on FNTSY Radio. Telephone lines open. You got keeper questions. You got anything strategy-wise. You're getting ready for your draft. You're looking for a draft grade. Anything you want to get done, we can help you with that right here on the Fantasy Football Frenzy. So there you go right there. When we come back on the other side, rookie wide receivers you need to keep an eye on, let you know who they are. It's the Frenzy. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Telephone number if you want to get involved. So, um, last weekend, George, uh, Calvin Benjamin, former Carolina Panther Calvin Benjamin, took umbrage with his quarterback Cam Newton, more or less saying, you know, I could have been further advanced in my career if I had a quarterback that was better than Cam. Talked about Cam's accuracy and decision-making and, you know, kind of left it at that. What he must not have been looking at the preseason schedule, though, because uh, this weekend, Buffalo Bills and Carolina Panthers play. And um, Cam Newton, in, on the game, on the field before the game, uh, looked to have addressed Kelvin Benjamin about his statements. Nothing happened, you know. Obviously, no nobody squared up, you know. They didn't have to be separated. But you could tell it wasn't the uh, most um, – the ple- it wasn't a lot of pleasant streets, put it like that. It wasn't, hey, how you doing, brother? Good to see you. You know what I mean? How's everything been? How's the family? It looked it like it was more like, what the hell are you talking about? Interesting, huh, George? Oh, it was. It absolutely was. Uh, listen, I thought Cam handled this well. I really think Cam, I thought he handled it like an adult, mature. Cause I think it's exactly what he went over there for. What's up? Yep. Why'd you, you know, what, what's the deal? You know, he, she, uh, I think, uh, what, uh, Benjamin was talking with somebody else, and Cam shooed that guy away. I want to talk to him. And I thought, you know, I think Cam wanted an answer. And I don't blame him. You know, he didn't go there uh, starting trouble, starting crap, and looking for a fight. He, what's up? You know, why you, don't have, you can't talk to, uh, to me man-to-man, make a phone call here? You know, I think Benjamin was uh, – I'm not saying me and Benjamin was wrong. But yeah. why you would say this in public, it, you've been gone for a year. Exactly. Right? Uh, You've been gone, and really, I mean, not looking at the schedule to see, hey, we're playing Carolina. But why would you say it anyway? You exactly. know it's going to piss off your coach. 
And I sort of show him a difference. Like, oh, really? He's bringing this up now? Are you kidding me? You know, it's just stupid uh, for what Benjamin did here. But I don't, like I said, I've knocked Cam many times mm-hmm. for you know, I to act like a child uh, in some of his uh, stuff. But I thought this, he handled it well. I don't blame him wanting to find out what the deal is. We, we were fine. Why are you talking behind my back for? Why are, you, why are you coming out in public about this? And, you know, hey, it's been, it's been a year. Get over it. Yeah, and that's and that's essentially that's the whole thing right there. It's over with now. So for this to keep going, I think I find it to be um silly yet entertaining. Now, Kelvin Benjamin, he played a good game. He had a good game. I keep Buffalo's quarterback is Josh Allen, right? Not Josh Rogers, Josh Allen. I get the Josh Josh's mixed up. I thought let's start with Allen, George. I thought Allen showed some flashes. I thought he had some moments, and then he also had the very embarrassing of uh, throwing the ball backwards while he was falling to the ground, looking like a gym teacher. Let me see, let me see if I can help you with the Allen Rosen thing, because it was a confusing me, too. And what I decided to do is this. Allen Bills, A-B. All right? Okay. And then Rosen, like Rosen Cardinals, R.C. for R.C. Cola. That's how I'm uh, able to memorize which guy is playing on which. For Thank what you. it's worth, that's what I'm doing. A-B. A.B. Allen Bill. So there you go. I'm, I'm here to help, Corey. Thank you, okay? George. I That's, appreciate I'm, I'm just, I'm just, don't, just don't, to don't do to me. Don't do to me what Kelvin Benjamin did to Cam Newton next year sometime. <laughs> uh, but I am going to throw you under the bus a little bit. All right. Now, it, this, is fun, this is funny, though. During the first segment, Corey, at the end of the first segment, you said Wayne Simmons instead of Wayne Goldman. You corrected yourself, but you said Wayne Simmons. Yes. Corey, do you know who Wayne Simmons is? Wayne Simmons is no. He's a professional hockey player, Corey. Really? Okay. A very good. Yeah, that's why I, I was surprised. I mean, Corey must you must know the name somewhere because he didn't pull his name out of a hat. He's a very good player. This is not some nobody. He plays with the Flyers. Very good player. Fantasy more than fantasy worthy. Wow. So I was just uh, just for. I just found it funny that you said Wayne Simmons out of nowhere, wondering where Corey, if Corey knew who it was. No, I, I now I've got I don't, my question answered. Yeah, I don't know who the player is. I think the Giants have a, a running back on their roster with the last name Simmons, and I think I mixed those two players up. Ah, okay. Yeah. This ends up being a coincidence that there's a hockey player with the same name. All right. Yeah, that, that just, I was just saying, I'm just, I'm just curious. I just wanted to know uh, where that name came from. Well, thank you. Now, now, I, now, we, now we're set on that. All right, so here's the deal. Um... Allen is at. Mm, I think he's got the. I, you know, is he ready to start in the NFL, George? You know, uh, the Carolina Buffalo game was actually on. Uh, I watched the entire entire game during the uh, the weekend morning show uh, while while doing the show. So it was on. He's got a rocket for an arm. He court. does My have an God, arm. God, he's got a rocket. For, yeah, uh, they're saying Peterman could start. I mean, oh God! I understand he won't be. He, I was assume he won't be as bad as he was last year in that Charger game where he threw five picks. But are they bringing him along slowly? I mean, the Bills aren't going anywhere this season, no matter who starts, right? I mean, this is this offense has issues, to put it nicely. So with all these teams, all these rookie uh, quarterbacks, you're trying to figure out well when do they put him in? If they don't believe he's ready to start week one, when do they put him in? You know, the first thing I tend to look at is okay, when are they? When does the season go down with tubes? The problem is for Buffalo, it's probably already down with tubes. Yes. You know, you look at their starting, they, they start up against the Ravens, the Chargers, the Vikings. All they right, so maybe on. you don't want them. They're going to be on three, right? And then, then it's Green Bay. Then it's Tennessee. Then it's Houston. I mean, that's a, if you go one and five, I might be surprised. You know, the week I think for him to start could be week seven, at, but it's at, it's on the road, but it's at Indianapolis. You know, weaker defense. Then you get New England the next week before you get Chicago and the Jets. So if I was to guess on Allen, I think it's going to be week seven against Indianapolis. So that's a good time to bring him. After you face all these really brutal defenses, Houston, Tennessee, Minnesota, Chargers, Baltimore. I mean, good luck there. Maybe that's why Peterman's ahead of him because they don't want Allen's first few games to be up against some of the best defenses in the NFL. They don't want him to get thrown right to the wolves. But by the same token, some may say, you know what? Welcome to the NFL, kid. Here goes the best defense in the NFL in back-to-back weekends. I guess it comes down to the, what's the old saying? You get yeah. better by playing against better competition, right? Yeah. I, mean, uh, I don't know if I believe that. Uh, I think the a question, I mean, listen, it comes down to this for me. If you know you're not in a playoff team and you don't have a quarterback worthy above him, and they don't, Allen plays, in my mind, as soon as you legitimately think he's ready. If it's week one, 
Let it be. It was week 10, fine. Week 4, whatever it might be. As soon as he's ready, as soon as you know he's ready, he's ready to face NFL competition, that's when he plays. This season's a bust anyway. You know, for, for Buffalo, you might as well let him learn on the job and be ready for next year. On the other side of the football, rookie wide receiver DJ Moore, um, he flashed. He looked real good. He was very impressive. I Obviously, I think he's going to start moving into the draft conversation. I can see him in that ninth, 10th round area, and he may start to creep up slowly. Would agree with you. The damage he did in week one was without Cam. It was with the, uh, I think it was against the third unit, actually. So he wasn't facing top defenses or uh, Cam. So once again, if you're looking, preseason so hard to judge because of that. I know, I but that being yeah. said, you're right, though. His ADP is going to crawl, crawl up because a lot of people aren't going to know this. They're going to assume, oh, wow, did well, did great with Cam. So his they're going to recognize his name. Up. Yes, and they know the name from the uh, the pick and the uh, the draft pick, blah, blah, blah. Plus, mm-hmm. you know, Carolina does need a wide receiver. Someone's got to catch the ball there other than Funches. Uh, so I think he, uh, as you say, his ADP will crawl up. I mean, I'm sure I'll have a share of him. I play, play in too many leagues not to, but he's not going to be somebody I'm looking to grab. You would look to grab Benjamin over him? Oh, God. If I guess if I want to go a safer play, yeah, but I, I'm not big on Benjamin. It has nothing to do with Benjamin. It's it's, it's that offense. I don't like it at all. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I w- I would take Benjamin over more. What about Funches? Yes, yes. Do, I, I, listen, I, I don't really have much of a problem with Funches. I think Funches. I, I like it. I love his big wingspan. He's gonna be a touchdown guy there. Uh, he's gonna catch ninety balls. No, but listen, eight touchdowns wouldn't shock me. No, no, I, I do like Funches, too. He's a player I'm going to be involved in on this year. So um, I definitely want to see uh, uh, Funches do well. Um, our guy in Dallas, Michael Gallup, Dak comes out, first-team offense. One drive, they march right down the field. Dak hits Gallup for a 30-yard touchdown. Michael Gallup is a name that's going to start popping on fantasy radars more and more. I think he's going to start to rise, maybe even above ahead of Calvin Ridley. Well, first we have to see if uh, Garrett will put him in the starting lineup. He, uh, Garrett's been slow through the years putting in uh, unknown players. Mm-hmm. So that concerns me somewhat. What I did like to see is uh, before the game, uh, you know, during practice, it came out that Dak had problems with the long ball with everybody. Uh, it was good to see. He didn't have a problem there. All right, That was a beautiful throw. Gallup had separation. Uh, I, mean, I don't want to make any grand statements here, but Gallup may be the best receiver on the Cowboys roster. And that yeah. wouldn't really shock me at all. I, I do think they have somewhat of a steal here. They got him in round three, I believe, offhand. Uh, I, you know, I was about to say he's the receiver you want to own. But, you know, Hearns is going so late in drafts. It's not like you're getting Hearns in eight and Gallup in 14. Yes, you can get Gallup in 14, but Hearns is going around 11. So uh, I probably still would rather own Hearns. But Gallup looks, uh, looks pretty damn good to me. And for the Cowboys, and since you and I are Cowboy fans, he damn well better be. <laughs> you're right about that. Or else we're going to be in trouble. Uh, we being us Dallas Cowboy fans. Um, let me ask you this, though. Cole Beasley is going undrafted, and I think that's a mistake. In PPR leagues, it is a mistake. People don't realize, I mean, he's a poor man's Wes Welker, poor man's mm-hmm. Julian Edelman. Uh, the only thing I worry about with Beasley would be injuries. He is small. He's smaller yeah. than Welker and Edelman. You know, so, and he's going to get hit. You know, he's already out now. He's, uh, it's not even a hit. It's a groin injury, I believe, that's keeping him out. So that uh, groin injuries always concern me as well because, listen, in all sports, man, they don't go away unless you really, really let them heal. And I don't know if it's going to be healthy by week one. I would assume it was, but it's so easy to re-injure it. That's my only concern with Beasley. I think he's a good guy. You grab late. P- almost good. PPR only. I don't want him in a standard. Uh, PPR only, but good round 14, 13. These are guys, if we're wrong... It's not working out, or he re-hurts yeah, it. You can cut him. It. Re-injures it. You cut him. You move on to the next guy anyway, which is what round 13, four guys, probably what, three-quarters of those guys are going bye-bye anyway. Exactly. I just think he should is a player definitely in PPR leagues that should be drafted. He has the most more than likely of what they have out there now, the best rapport with that. He has a 75 8-8. 800-yard receiving um, season under his belt with Dak Prescott. So I, I do think Cole Beasley should be drafted. George is right, though. His injury concerns are, are, are what you really worry about um, on, in that scenario, in that case right there. But as far as Dak and the struggles that Dak has been having in practice, and then he comes right out that one drive, drives right down the field. You know what that leads me to believe, George? 
He's a that gamer. Dallas, that Dallas has a good defense this year. They do. I Listen, think that Dallas front seven is legit. Yeah. But the, the problem is going to be if, if, well, the, the young corners are starting to yes. get it now. And they're start, they don't have Skandrick back there no more. See, Skandrick's one of those guys, too. He's been in that room too long. So it's like, you know, bad habits are, are bred. So now you get Skandrick out there at room. You get a, a, a freshly young bunch, and you're starting to see, okay, well, this defense, like you said, the line is solid, but now the secondary is starting to come together. And when the line being solid, the secondary, you know, they they don't have to be in coverage as long because the Cowboys are going to be able to get after the quarterback this year. They are. I, say, I, I like the Cowboys' front seven. No issues with it at all. If they can ever get Earl Thomas from Seattle, and I, I think that trade has to happen at some point. I just don't know when. Uh, if, they, if they can ever get Earl Thomas, damn. Because I think their biggest weakness is more safety than it is even cornerback. Uh, I think that'll be uh, that defense will be top ten. I'm not saying top five great, but in that top ten area, th- best third in the league. I can, I'm certainly on board with that. I think the uh, you know I said the biggest worry for the Cowboys is the receiving core. Who's going to catch the ball? You know, it's really the, the biggest worry for me. And you know, Dak Prescott. Getting back to him for a second. You know, even in his uh, his strong rookie year, he was terrible in practice. You know, they kept yeah. saying it over and over again. He had trouble in practice, but with that first, I think it was against the Rams, his, uh, that preseason game, where he looked great. You know, that's why I said the gamer thing. I, I think he is that kind of guy, where he just plays better in games than he does in practice. And listen, that's fine. You know, you, you don't like it. You know, especially in this Cowboys team, where you want him uh, to get in some rapport with these receivers here. But uh, I'll tell you another thing. I'm not dead sure. I'm not so sure Terrence Williams makes this team. You think he may get cut? I can see that being I, the case also. I think there's a uh, – I'm not going to say good chance, but, you know, he's hurt. He's never really done anything. They're not going to be a throwing team anyway. You save money against the cap. And I think it's Lance uh, Lenoir who's really pushing. I think it may come down to one of those two guys, Lenoir or Williams. And right now, Lenoir's doing things. Williams is not. Interesting to see how that one's going to play out. Um, with Terrence Williams, basically a, a draft pick that never really worked out. He made some big plays, had some big catches. Uh, the playoff game against Detroit with the long touchdown, the miraculous catch in the game against the Seahawks. He had some other moments and some bigger game against the New York Giants. Also had that terrible play against the New York Giants in week one where he didn't get out of bounds to bring on Dan and kick the game winning field goal. Tell me about it. That could have been a 13-3 team. With that being said, um, I, I look at it, you know, where – Somebody's going to step up and emerge, and it may just be Dak Prescott. So Dak's another guy that's going real late that I think um, should start going a little bit earlier. On the 49er side of the ball, you kind of know what the pieces are, but they lose Matt Breida. What's the latest of you here in Georgia on Matt Breida? Because Matt Breida was a guy who people were starting to draft later on in drafts too. His ADP was slowly starting to rise. Yeah, he separated his shoulder as well. According to Shanahan, and then, listen, San Fran had a plethora of guys get hurt in that game. Yeah. Everybody who was hurt should be ready for week one. This is according to Shanahan. Obviously, it's early. You know, you, sh- separated shoulders, not terrible. But it, it also means it's weak. It's, it may be able, he may be able to play in week one. Same with Kittle. But it's not going to be – you know way you're going to be able to tell me that's 100% in four, four weeks. Where the strength is there, it's not going to get separated again. That's my biggest worry. And uh, more for Kittle than Breed. Then not yeah, exactly. That could happen again. Kittle. Because Kittle has to block. Yeah, has to I block. worry that it, it could happen yeah. again. Interesting. So that, that's like my it. biggest worry. And we're also hearing, uh, you know, a lot of reports now that people who drafted McKinnon in round three aren't going to be happy. That there'll be a role for him, but that it's not, you know, his job. That they are going to use some kind of committee here between, you mentioned Breida, who now his value actually goes up because of this report. Joe Williams, who never played last season. So, uh, you know, you may want to slow down your McKinnon role here a little bit. I'm I'm a, I'm a McKinnon supporter. Um, I'd be very careful of where, where I pick him at. Put it like that. It would definitely depend. Yeah, on, it would definitely depend on the stakes. Um, and my, we have, so far we have to remember my, round three running backs. They all have warts. So uh, when I say that, be careful. Everybody you're taking as a running back in this round is going to have problems. Yeah, yeah, you're right about that. I think it might be one that I feel comfortable with. As a matter of fact. I um earlier well, I I didn't get the chance to speak with you last weekend, George. But uh, right before that, I did early about a week and a half ago. No, tomorrow will be two weeks. Uh, two weeks ago, did the um beat the fantasy executive league. Um, so 
over at the NFFC than it as the online championship. And I want to go over the draft board with you, let you know how my team uh, came out. Also, at some point, maybe in the next hour, I want to get to my weekend last weekend in D.C. for the uh, Flex League draft. Let you know how that went. Had those two events back to back. So I've been on the clock. Let you know how it's been turning out so far. Fancy Football Frenzy Weekend Edition, the exec and George Kurtz. Like a great pass rusher, the Roto Experts will help you sack your fantasy football competition. When you register for their exclusive Edge Fantasy Package, you get a cheat sheet generator plus a player database with sortable projections and rankings from the best in the business. And you can join the fantasy conversation in the 24-7 Slack chat channel. Visit rotoexperts.com to register for the exclusive Edge Fantasy Package and enter the promo code FNTSY and you get a 10% discount. That's the rotoexperts.com exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package promo code FNTSY. Eight four four eight four three sixty eight seventy nine. Fancy football frenzy weekend edition. The executive George Kurtz. Oh man, George, you said you got a draft next weekend, right? I have my home leagues uh, on Sunday and Monday. My league uh, is on Monday, and the other home league I play in is on Sunday. My league is this will be year thirty for my home league. Wow, that's interesting. That's good stuff right there. Congratulations to you guys. Yeah, it's uh, same. It's not all the same guys, but it's the same basic guys. Same seven or eight, top seven or eight are in it every year. Uh, it's league uh, that I, of course, uh, it's my highest money league. It's about two hundred dollars uh, to play, and it's super flex league, which is the league I prefer. Oh, uh, yeah, me too. I definitely agree with you on that one. Um, so that's that sounds like a. I'm trying to figure out. That sounds like it's going to be a lot. Why did this come up in this um format? Hmm, interesting. You know, I tried to get rid of the kickers, Corey, in that league, and add IDPs. Put it up for a vote this week, and got crushed. Got you know, crushed I wasn't huh? surprised about the IDPs. I, I knew the IDPs were going to get crushed. But, you know, people don't want change and all that. But uh, several people in this league have complained about kickers over the years. So I thought, oh, this might have a shot. Uh, all I put, you know, we'll get rid of kickers, we'll add a flex. And it, it, that got crushed, too. So even the people who complained about kickers didn't vote for this. It's like, you know, then shut up. Please, it's, don't... It's, it's uh, it's hard to change our league rules because guys get so accustomed to it. You'll be surprised. Exactly. Exactly. It's like, oh, really, you want kickers? Fine. I, I didn't really care either way, but I was just trying to help. Just trying to help the league. But but no. So uh, look, looking forward to it. I think I have the uh, sixth overall pick in my league and the fifth overall pick in uh, in the other league. So uh, the other league is actually a two-quarterback league. Uh, I prefer Superflex over two-quarterback, but what are you going to do? It's not my league. So, and the Worldwide Online Championship beat the fantasy executive. I'm coming out the three-hole. George, I haven't had all my picks so far this year. I've been in the top four. Friday night. I hate you. Saturday night, I have. That's nice. <laughs> Saturday night, I have a draft. Uh, interesting to see where I pick in that one. And then next Sunday night, I have an auction. So I probably will not be buying one of the big four running backs since I'm already kind of in on him, or Ezekiel Elliott particularly. I already have a lot of shares of him. So you're right. I do not want to see him during the preseason. You know, so far, Corey, in the uh, first three, two-plus segments of the show, you brought up Darius Geis, who I have in all my leagues, and now you tell me you get all these top four picks, which I have not had one yet. That's wild. And that, yeah, it just bees like that sometimes. Which player right now do you say you have the most shares of? Well, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Corey's got jokes. Never mind. No jokes. No jokes. Because, listen, I'm about to tell you, so, and most interesting thing about this one right here, this was a week and a half ago. Barkley was Barkley went ninth in this one. He won't. Wow. You never see him at nine any uh, for the rest of the summer. You won't see that happen. Um, Devontae Adams moves up. He goes as the first, the second running back, second wide receiver in the second round. Keenan Allen, AJ Green, Tyreek Hill. Who I've been seeing Tyreek Hill ADP fluctuate. Um, then you got Christian McCaffrey, Jarek McKinnon, and with uh, pick 210, George, to go with Ezekiel Elliott, I took T.Y. Hilton. So, so far, I'm your boy. We're rolling together. We're in this together. Now, the I NFFC, love, love your team so far. The NFFC, it doesn't, uh, it doesn't snake. It goes to the third round reverse. 
So after 212, it shoots back to uh, the player that started the draft at 112. Right. Then it goes Joe Mixon, Jordan Howard. Jordan Howard is a third-round running back that I like. Um, I might even I might even be interested in, in, in paying up for Jordan Howard at the back end on that 2-3 turn in most drafts. Then we get Gronk goes. Then Steph Digg goes, George. I'm starting to think, especially after the preseason game this week, Diggs might be the guy that Kirk Cousins. I know it's only one game, but you're hearing about Diggs. You saw Diggs and Cousins have that rapport. You've been hearing about that in camp. They just gave Diggs the big money, and the fact that Diggs is beating Xavier Rhodes so bad in practice that the two of them had to be sat down for fighting this week lets you know that Stephon Diggs seems to be locked in this year. I agree. I mean, it's dangerous to assume at the one preseason game, but that's Understood. what we have. And right, right, and right now it looks like Diggs is the man here. That Cousins wants him. I'm somewhat surprised about that because you, uh, I think Cousins. The knock on Cousins has always been he doesn't take his, uh, all that many chances. You know, and I've always thought that's because he was protecting his contract. Mm-hmm. You know, he didn't want to throw uh, the fifty-fifty balls because he wanted to make sure he didn't have you know sixteen interceptions <laughs> and lose that contract. Now he has the contract. So now he's willing to take more of those chances. I don't think there's any doubt in most people's minds that Diggs is the better receiver than Thielen. You know, he's the bigger play guy. going to score more touchdowns. Thielen, just, uh, I think we're going to catch more balls. You know, bigger target, closer to the line of scrimmage. Maybe that's why Cousins would like him. So, uh, let's see, if I'm drafting, I'm, I was taking Diggs over Thielen anyway. It was close, mind you. They're both in the same uh, tier. But I would have taken Diggs over Thielen anyway. This just makes me feel better about that. Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, as the as the round moves on, you get now you start to get to those, um, you know, Dwight Thielen, Fitzgerald, Doug Baldwin, LaShawn McCoy goes late in the third. Demarius Thomas. When it got back to me, George, I took Allen Robinson. You know my love for Allen Robinson this year. So right now I'm looking at Zeke, T.Y. Hilton, Allen Robinson. I, I'm probably I'm not as high on Robinson as you. I'm not down on him. It's just that coming off the injury, new team. You know, at Chicago, not exactly a throwing place. Uh, grass, not turf. I would have liked that better. And, you know, I'm, I'm going to have a struggling. I don't have any shares of Robinson. And I don't know if I, I – I probably will. But it just comes into my doubt. Unless his value falls to me, I'm going to have a hard time taking him because of that. Even though I like the player and I've liked him in the past, I just don't know if they're going to become a, a big-time throwing team. That being said – He's the only person that wide receiver core I truly trust right now, so he could still get most of those targets. After him went Amari Cooper, Golden Tate, Josh Gordon, Smith Schuster, and then Jarvis Landry and Brandon Cooks. Which which one of those players would you have taken over Allen Robinson? Or how many of those guys? I wouldn't. I mean, uh, you said McCoy, no. Uh, Landry... The wide receivers, Cooper, Tate, Gordon, Smith-Schuster, Landry, Cooks. Cooper, Tate, well, certainly not Gordon. Yeah. Uh, that's not happening. Uh, Smith-Schuster, Smith Cooks. And Landry. I really like, I, I do like Smith-Schuster. I mean, I yeah. really like Smith-Schuster. I think I would have taken him, uh, especially since right now I don't have any shares of him, which just kind of annoys me. Uh, that I, uh, And Golden Tate I would have done as well. Although I admit Golden Tate is more of the safe pick. He doesn't catch enough touchdowns for me to really be a star, but he catches a lot of balls here. Cooper. History tells us that Gruden will make a wide receiver one out of somebody that's on his roster, and that will be Cooper. I just don't know if I trust Derek Carr. That's an issue because he has to rebound as well. So Cooper has some uh, problems with me as well. I wouldn't have taken Cooks and probably wouldn't have taken Landry. I definitely would have taken Gordon. I would have taken Tate because to me that's just the way I draft. Safer picks. It's safe, Cooper yeah. is not a safe pick. No, I mean, not by not. any stretch of the imagination. Yeah, he's the high upside guy. So with your start, I mean, you had Elliott and Hilton. I wouldn't have felt the need to go high upside. I think I would have taken the safe pick and Tate even over Smith-Schuster, even though I love him too. Then I come back in fourth and I draft Darius Geis. Well, I hate that pick now. Yeah. After Darius Geis, I went back into the wide receiver pool and took Chris Hogan. So Hilton, Allen Robinson, Chris Hogan as the three starting wides. I worry about Hogan's health. Other oh, than you that, have to. I love the wide receivers. Yeah, I mean, you know, you have to worry about Hogan's health. Uh, I, listen, as a group, the wide receivers are fine. 
I mean, you know, that's, that's not, not a problem. Uh, as a, a, a single individual player, if Hogan can play 16 games, he's going to put up big numbers. He'll have yeah. 10 plus touchdowns. I, I don't really have any doubt about that, that he'll have 10 plus touchdowns. Uh, the first couple of weeks should be boons for him because you no know, Julian Edelman. So there should be more targets coming his way. It really should be the Hogan and Gronk show <laughs> until Edelman, Edelman comes back. Uh, the problem is, we all know he's not playing 16 games. It's just a question of how many. I'll take four. If I'm a Hogan owner, I'll take 14 and I won't complain. I'll take that run. I'm worried if it's 11, 10. That's where it starts to scare, get scary for me. In round six, I took Russell Wilson, six points for the passing touchdown. Um, when I'm on the turn, I would generally try to pull the trigger a little bit earlier for the quarterback to not mess it up. So through six, uh, George, is Russell Wilson, Ezekiel Elliott, Darius Geis, T.Y. Hilton, Allen Robinson, and Chris Hogan. It's a good team. Uh, you mentioned six points for a touchdown pass. By the way, boys and girls, I know everybody hears me say everything about waiting on a quarterback. Six points for a touchdown pass does change things a little bit. All right? The, uh, sixth round for Russell Wilson is some, uh, some value there. With it, do you know where A-Rod went? A-Rod went in the fifth round. Ooh, I would have thought round four. Uh, wow, so quarterbacks uh, slipped a little bit, and even in a six points for a touchdown pass. Because I would have thought about, uh, as much as I don't like taking – Quarterbacks early in a six-point for a touchdown pass or in leagues in which you can start two quarterbacks. I would have thought about A-Rod there. Uh, like it's, I mean, I'm a, I'm a Wilson believer. I have him in the Scott Fishbowl. I took him as my first quarterback. I think I took him 12th, 12th or 13th overall. Uh, once again, two-quarterback league. Uh, so I'm a Wilson guy here. Are you worried at all? Doug Baldwin. Not going to play the preseason. This scare you at all? I, I, I don't think you knew about this uh, back then uh, when you took Wilson. I didn't when I took Wilson. Does it worry you at all about Wilson? I, see, it just makes it, to me, it's kind of like, okay, if I don't have Wilson, then I'm just, I mean, if I don't have Baldwin, then it's just going to be Russell Wilson. I think that Russell Wilson is, I, even though this team may not be a playoff team, I think Russell Wilson can win the MVP. Oh, I think he, I think he was the MVP last year if Seattle made the playoffs. I truly, I truly believe that because he was that entire team. And I think he's looking at another situation like that. And, um, you know, he plays the quarterback position, still a young enough guy where I think he can pull it off. I don't know how he'll piece it together. We'll see a lot of running from him. Um, I don't think the running game, I think the running game is still going to struggle for this team. Uh, he really, really needs ball when somebody else is going to have to step up. Um, round seven, George, I took carry on Johnson. So now I'm like, okay. I feel a little bit better about the guy's injury. What do you think? Well, now he's just thought, well, he had a nice week one, right, preseason. I mean, my problems with Johnson is this. If Blunt is the goal line guy, that's going to severely curtail his value. No I doubt. Mean, uh, you're looking, you know, if Blunt wasn't there, I would love him. I have, people get all upset about having a second running back, like a Theo Riddick or Giovanni Bernard, Thompson, Tariq Cohen, go on and on. Those guys are third down catchers. That's fine. I can live with that. As long as my uh, guy, the first and second down guy, is the touchdown guy, I don't care. You know, what I, there's a reason why they go in round six rather than round one. Ezekiel Elliott, Johnson, well, those guys do everything. Right? They, we don't have that way after that first couple of rounds. So I like the talent in carry on Johnson. Not in love with the situation. Not with Blunt being there if he's that touchdown guy. We know Theo Riddick's going to be the third down guy. That's his role. If Blunt's role is short yardage and that leaves everything else to carry on Johnson, there's still value there, and I don't mind him where you drafted him. The problem is now he's your number two. Yeah, you're right. Now he's my number two where I want him as my number three. And the eighth round I came back, I took Tevin Coleman. Well, that, that I love. Uh, and you're not even the Devonta Freeman owner here. So I yeah, think the exactly. Devonta Freeman owner probably made a mistake here in not taking Coleman. Uh, although round eight is right around where I have him. But if you're a Freeman owner, I think you have to get him in six or seven because you want to make sure you have a starting running back. I don't believe Freeman is going to play anywhere near 16 games. I think I'd put the over-under on him at 12. And that's a problem for me. It means if I have Freeman, I want I want Coleman. So I think you, know, you did well here as far as now you got Coleman. You'll, you'll have a starting running back for a certain amount of games, but he's also somebody who's valuable week to week anyway because they're going to use him in that offense. And I wonder this. The Falcons know Freeman's uh, concussion problems as well. 
maybe he doesn't touch the ball as much as he used to. Maybe not, they, that he, not that it's going to be split evenly, but maybe they split it up a little bit more where Coleman gets some of these rushes or more than we expect them to get to try and protect Freeman, especially for the long season in the playoffs where they really want to make sure he's healthy. I believe this is Coleman's last season on the contract in Atlanta. I think he could be looking for a deal. He may not get it from Atlanta, but I, I look for him to play as well as he possibly can this year. You know, I've now, now looking at this team with Geist out for the rest of the season, with Johnson and Coleman, I feel like I can manage this. I mean, if guys, I mean, it's a shame guys didn't stay healthy for you, because this is a yeah. nice team. You, know, you don't really have any weakness, weak spots right now. And listen, injuries are going to happen. And uh, I mentioned I have guys in several leagues, and it's annoying, but it's not a killer. You didn't lose Elliott, your first round pick. That would really hurt. You lost, you know, you lost your second running back. It's something. Let's face it. In our situation, we, uh, you know, we're, we're supposed to be experts. We should be able to survive this. And exactly. get, uh, get by with it. And you, do, you did well. I mean, obviously you didn't know, but you took taking running backs. You, know, you already have four. I, I know it's really three, but at least you didn't, you know, you didn't have two through eight rounds where you're really screwed here. I love I loved the Coleman pick. That's probably the pick I love most here because that's going to pay off for you. Came back in the ninth round and took Sterling Shepard. Came back in round 10, Georgia, took George Kittle. No problem with either one of those picks. I, li- I think the only, my only worry about Shepard is this. I think the man can play. I really do, and I love this Giants offense. Are there going to be enough touches for him? There you, you know, go. We know Beckham's going to get his. We know Barkley's going to get a whole bunch. I love Evan Ingram as well. But Evan Ingram and Shepard, that's where the worry is. Are there enough targets to split between those two? Because Beckham's going to get his, Barkley's going to get his. So now it's just how does it work out between Ingram and Shepard? Is there enough value there? Other than that, love the player. And George Kittle, we mentioned, you know, he's on the borderline, and you didn't obviously didn't notice at the time, of being that tight end one. And I'm not really uh, shying away from Kittle. It's just now, instead of tight end 12, he's tight end 13 for me. So I'm moving down one spot. Now I would take Najoku over him because of the injury. And there you go right there. Um, let me give you some more little pieces on the rest of this team. A little bit later on in the draft, I also got Dante Moncrief. He's a Jacksonville wide receiver I like the most, even though I'm starting to keep an eye on D.D. Westbrook. Um, I, I took Kirk Cousins, which I didn't need Kirk Cousins, but um, I wanted to force another quarterback run. I got LeGarrette Blunt on this team, matched with Carrion Johnson, you know, bye week type thing. You never know how it figures out. I also got Geronimo Allison, Frank Gore, Willie Sneed, Austin Hooper, New England Patriots defense. Well, you just you just got some nice depth there. I mean, uh, <laughs> Blunt, once again, nice bye week, Phil, if he gets that touchdown that week. I like Allison as the uh, dartboard throw. Yep. Maybe he does break out there. Uh, Gore, Gore may be more valuable than people think. You know, I don't think the yeah. Miami's going to give him four carries a game. Uh, I think no. he's more valuable than people think there. So I like Frank Gore late. All right, there you go right there. So that is how that team put together a little bit later on in hour two. We'll hop on and look at uh, what we put together in the Flex League. So hour one in the books right here on the Fantasy Football Frenzy Weekend Edition, George. So um going to get to some more NFL preseason games, some of the action. Let you know um, some other guys that caught some eyes this week, drew a little bit of attention. Got that coming up for you in hour number two also. A lot of rookies in action for the first time this uh, this past weekend. And a lot of injuries to go over. Got some news and headlines to look at. Hour number two, Fancy Football Frenzy on the way right here on FNTSY Radio.